On Tuesday, October 4th, 2016, in Nashville, Tennessee, 60-year-old Wanda Walker was en route to go to work at the local Dollar Tree on Franklin Pike, which was only seven minutes from her home. While en route, it was said that she experienced some car issues. She contacted her boyfriend, he fixed her car, and she went on about her way in the direction of her job. Sometime after her car was fixed and along her drive to work, something happened. Something took place that leaves us with seven years of mystery. Then, something happened 17 years earlier that leaves us with 24 years of questions, connection, and possibilities. So what happened to Wanda Walker on the day of Tuesday, October 4th, 2016? We know something happened, but we don't know who, why, or where. We don't have a body. We don't have a known suspect. Maybe a person of interest? Just mystery and a lot of trace evidence. This is the Missing Found Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Harlow. Before we get into the case, I have a few details to share about the show. The Missing Found is a true crime podcast focusing mainly on unsolved missing person cases in the Black community. The cases that I cover have either gone cold, have little to no media coverage, or have gone without conclusion. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Missing Found or on Medium at The Missing Found to read our original script. I also would like to mention that we have a case suggestion form in the show notes or description box that you can complete to submit your case suggestions that are of the Black and Missing. We have a Patreon that's now available for you to become a member in our private community to discuss cases deeper beyond our case analyses through live discussions, ad-free episodes, gain complimentary access to our original script, early releases, bonus content, and much more that's exclusive for members only. The show is now available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. To access all things of The Missing Found, you can visit our website, themissingfound.com. I ask that you please like, share, and subscribe and comment to share your thoughts on this case. This is case episode 14, The Disappearance of Wanda Faye Walker. A typical day. When I look at most of the cases that I've covered or read about, I notice that many of the victims are just going about their day, their normal daily routines. Nothing much out of the ordinary that we know of, and sometimes there is. However, one thing that missing people do have in common is mystery. The many questions that we ask, wanting to know what truly happened, in just that short time span from the last known whereabouts to where things go dark. Each day we go about our day and not expecting anything to go wrong that leads to years of unanswered questions, let alone go missing. Some cases are solved and several are not even close to being solved. In a missing person's case, they're complex. There just aren't enough details. Sometimes they go forgotten or time could have just passed so far that small elements were missed in the initial investigation, if there was even an investigation, which can 
you know, the lack thereof can set a case back to making it almost unsolvable or difficult to solve. People move on, people relocate, people die, and people forget. Through the missing found, I don't want these cases to grow forgotten. I want you to think about if you were to walk out of your home and just vanish, you would be tapping into a reality that thousands of families in our community are facing. In this case, it's not that common to happen twice in one family. Today, we're covering the disappearance of Wanda Walker. Wanda went missing in Nashville, Tennessee. She was on her way to work. It was said that she had car trouble, and then something happened. Wanda never made it to work. But what we do know is that there was a grisly discovery that I would describe as rather strange, bizarre, and quite telling. There was also something that happened in 1999 that may or may not have some form of connection as to what happened to Wanda today. We're going to offer a fresh look at the case details, the facts, retrace Wanda's last known steps on record, the oddity of a 17-year connection from 1999, in my opinion. This case does not have a lot of public details or received as much coverage as it should, but through the details that we do have, we will examine what has been presented. So who was Wanda Walker? Wanda Faye Walker was born on June 24, 1956 in Tennessee and raised in a working class family. Wanda is a mother of her two daughters, Larisha and Lakeisha Walker. As Wanda progressed in her years, she pursued being an educator in her city of Nashville. She taught for several years and was graciously admired by her many students and colleagues. Her students remember her as being dedicated, positive, and truly supportive. Wanda soon became a grandmother and was set to retire. Wanda retiring made sense because it allowed her some years of rest from teaching, even though she loves her job, and time to spend with her grandbaby. Her family recalls seeing her smile that lit up a room in her quirkiness, like when she gave her granddaughter a beach towel as a Christmas gift. Wanda always knew how to bring joy to others and never brought a dull moment with her. She is described as knowing how to take care of herself, which is what makes this case incomprehensible to her loved ones. To keep herself busy, she worked part-time at a local Dollar Tree on Franklin Pike, which was only two miles from her home that she shared with her cousin. She was always on time and rarely, if ever, missed a day of work. That is why on Tuesday, October 4th, 2016, it was concerning that she was late to work and resultantly missed her shift for two days. The case details. Headed to work. As far as we know, October 4th was no different than any other day for Wanda. She got up, she got ready, left her home, got in her 2001 model silver Nissan Maxima, and started the short drive to work, which was only seven or eight minutes, depending on the route that she took. Soon after leaving her home, it was said that she was met with some car troubles. The area in which she was in was heavily populated with residential and commercial buildings. Wanda called her boyfriend, Harold Henderson, so she can get help with her car since she had a shift that she had to complete at Dollar Tree. Her car had overheated. He shown up, put oil in her car, and she was en route to work. She never made it to work. 
The confirmed whereabout for Wanda was at her home when she was leaving for work. As for the boyfriend, it was stated that he did assist her with her car that day, but I cannot confirm if this has been proven or to be factual. The FBI communicates that her last known whereabout is at her residence at the 1400 block of 11th Avenue. This could mean that the statement regarding her experiencing car issues has not been proven nor confirmed. Now, I have not come across anything to say this, but this is what that statement is alluding to. Wanda's family could not reach her, and that raised concern. They went searching for her. Then, eventually, with no success, they reported her missing two days later with the Metro Police. The Grizzly Discovery Just a little over a week later, on October 13th, Wanda's 2001 silver Nissan Maxima was found abandoned at the 1100 block of Wade Avenue, which is not far from her home, only four blocks away. It was parked and locked behind some apartments. Lakeisha, Wanda's daughter, actually found the vehicle when she and her family went searching for her. Sure, her car was found. She could have just dumped it and you know, up the street from her home and went on to start another life, like they all do, right? Well, that's that's not the case here. What turned this finding grisly is the fact that the car doors were all locked. Not only that, but her purse and several other personal belongings were still in the car, making it impossible for her to have ran off because the unnamed personal effects are what she would have needed and required should she have just ran off and started a new life. Then, another alarming discovery. There was blood on the back seat, a significant amount of blood. There was also a significant amount of privet, a flowering shrubbery-type plant. After DNA testing, the blood has been proven to be a match to the 60-year-old mother and grandmother, Wanda Faye Walker. From what was gathered in the investigation, It appeared that there was an altercation with someone that she knew because there was trace evidence to prove that there was a struggle in her car, then appeared to have been driven to that location where her vehicle was found. I have a direct quote from Metro Police, as reports WZTV. Quote, it contained many of her personal belongings that she would have taken with her had she simply run away. The car also contained evidence of a struggle and it is believed that Wanda had a physical confrontation with someone that she knew. This person then drove Wanda's car to the location on Wade Avenue and left it in that area because they were familiar with that location. Also located inside the car was a significant amount of privet, a flowering shrubbery-type plant. End quote. The 1999 Connection As I mentioned at the start of my analysis, There was something that happened 17 years before Wanda went missing in 2016. Wanda's daughter, Larisha Walker, who was 23 years old at the time and disappeared under mysterious circumstances on November 20th, 1999. It has been stated that Larisha was a responsible young woman and a great mom to her son, two-year-old Rayvon, whom she loved and was very protective of. Larisha had just moved into her new apartment with her son and was working at Peterbilt Motors Company. Her life was not chaotic and lived a pretty normal and stable life. On the evening of Friday, November 19, 1999, Larisha dropped Ravon off with her younger sister, 
Wanda's other daughter, Lakeisha Chamber, who lived in the 900 block of Gale Street. On that same evening, as reported by the Charlie Project, she spoke with her father by phone between 9.30 and 10 p.m. It is not publicly known how this conversation went or what they discussed. On the next day, on Saturday, November 20th, 1999, Larisha had made plans on a previous day to drive to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to get repairs done on her 1995 red Oldsmobile Achieva. On this day, she did not make it to get her car service in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro is about a 40-minute drive from Nashville. Now, on November 20th, no one heard from Larisha, and calls went unanswered. Her sister, Lakeisha, went to her home at 3858 Edwards Avenue in the Maplewood Heights area, and she did not notice anything was out of place, nor did she find Larisha at home. She heard music playing loudly, and the lights were on. It is not clear how Lakeisha accessed Larisha's home, whether she had a key, the door was locked, or if she did not access the interior of her unit and only saw and heard from outside of the window. Lakeisha, while still babysitting her nephew, Ravon, it was an odd finding, but she waited it out to see if she could reach her sister throughout the day. Still, calls went unanswered and no contact from Larisha ever came. The next day, on November 21st, her family reported her missing. Authorities went to Larisha's home to find that the clothes that she wore when she dropped Ravon off with Lakeisha were actually found in her home. This element lets us know that she did in fact make it home at some point on November 19th. This can pinpoint and retrace her last known whereabouts. It also communicates a very wide opportunity for something to happen from late evening to sometime during the day on Saturday, November 20th. Both Larisha and her 1995 red Oldsmobile Achieva were missing. While authorities gathered accounts from surrounding neighbors, one neighbor shared that they recall hearing Larisha arguing with someone. It is not clear if she was arguing inside of her apartment unit or in her vehicle. It is also not clear if she was arguing with someone on the phone or if there was another party in her home during this verbal altercation that the neighbor claimed to hear. As far as her family knew, she had no enemies, no one that she was romantically involved with, nor any problems that they knew of in her life for her to be arguing with someone. As of today, it has been 24 years since Larisha has been seen or heard from. Her vehicle has never been located. Nothing, just, it just went dark. Her family knew that there was no way she could ever just up and leave her son or just leave her family behind without saying anything. Wanda have always kept tabs on her daughter's case like any mother would. She desperately wanted to find out what happened to Larisha and who was responsible. Then, somehow, just 17 years later, the same fate struck their family again with Wanda going missing. Is this a coincidence or is there something else making a connection to both cases? My opinion. I first heard about this case a few months ago. I thought it was strange in that there has to be some form of connection since a mother and daughter both just disappeared. This is something that just isn't typical, especially with the amount of years between the two. 
nearly two decades that separates the two cases. The question that I pose is, could these two cases of mother and daughter, Wanda and Larisha Walker, be connected? Let's break down the case details. Retracing Wanda's Drive The last confirmed sighting for Wanda was at her home that she shared with her cousin. This has been stated in several news reports. Wanda's job was at the Dollar Tree at 2617 Franklin Pike in Nashville, Tennessee, which has since closed down and was only two miles from her home, 1.9 or 2.2 miles to be exact, depending on one of the three routes she could have taken. This means that the drive would have been no more than eight minutes from her home to her job. A two-mile drive is a two- or three-minute drive on a highway, and no more than 10 minutes on a regular street with traffic lights and signals. When you look at the map diagram, you will see the three routes that she would have taken, from her home to the Dollar Tree at 2617 Franklin Pike on October 4th. I also want to note there are some conflicting articles that says she was last seen on October 4th and some saying October 5th. From referencing her FBI missing persons flyer, I can confirm that it was in fact October 4th, 2016. My question is, when and where did Wanda start experiencing car trouble in that drive? We know a lot can happen in just seven to eight minutes. Her route is heavily populated with residential and commercial buildings. If her car did stop on the side of the road, then she would have most likely had to be sitting there for at least a few minutes, leaving time to call her boyfriend, Harold, and wait for him to arrive. I was able to get a possible address for him, if that is even him. I won't share any of those details. As you all know, I'm very careful in what I share in all of my case analyses to protect the victim, those accused, and those involved, if it has not been publicly released by law enforcement. My analysis is always based on public facts, news reports, and what has been communicated by family or law enforcement in public. If the person I found is, in fact, Harold, the boyfriend, then he only lived three minutes from where Wanda lived, and that would not have taken him a long drive to wherever Wanda was along that short stretch of road. As of right now, we don't know where her car was stopped. Assumingly, someone would have had to see Wanda her car, and her boyfriend. We have to remember that this was 2016. We had cameras, we had phones, and we had the technology we would need to see a crime take place. Just like today. Things have changed, but not so much. I wondered if surrounding cameras on the commercial buildings or even street cameras see Wanda's car on her usual route and the other pedestrians and vehicles in the vicinity as she was. Remember, this is 2016. There would be little to no reason she, surrounding vehicles, or Harold would have not been seen on camera that day, unless she never even made it to her car on October 4th. We still have to remember that this is a possibility, that maybe she didn't even take that drive. Something could have happened in her apartment complex. A missing phone. Wanda had to have some form of communication with her to contact her boyfriend to get assistance with her car. There was no mention of her cell phone. Law enforcement did state that all of her personal belongings were locked in her car, but no mention of a cell phone. You would think that one device would communicate her last call, 
text messages, and location. Perhaps law enforcement may already have that information and it has not been shared with the public, understandably, since it is in fact an open investigation. Power windows and locks. Wanda's personal belongings were locked in her car. This can suggest that this was not a robbery, but someone had intent to get to her only. This can mean she may have been targeted. I have considered this being a random case, but I don't see that being the case since it was in such short proximity to her home, her job, and through that she was said to have had contact with her boyfriend with her car being overheated. Her Nissan Maxima was a 2001 model. All 2000 models had power windows and locks. For her doors to lock, someone had to have a key or took the key to do so. The details are scant when it comes to Wanda's disappearance. Whoever responsible, this does seem targeted, but we can't completely rule out this being a random attack. Do I think the latter is the case? I do believe it is highly unlikely based on the public facts and the statement that law enforcement has released. According to lead detective Matt Filter at MNPD Homicide Cold Case Unit, he said, quote, There are other elements of this investigation, which I cannot discuss at this time. However, suffice it to say, I believe that Wanda Faye Walker was likely killed, and I believe there are members in our community who have information that would be able to answer some of the questions we have, end quote. Lead Detective Filter believes Wanda was killed due to the trace evidence in her vehicle. The blood in her back seat was significant enough to consider her deceased, but no body has ever been recovered and there may not even be a possible motive known. The privet in the car can suggest to someone that she was in bushes of some sort, or the suspect was in bushes to track the plant material into her vehicle. The suspect parked her car, locked it, and went on as if nothing happened and may still be in the area. Law enforcement believes that it had to be someone who was familiar with the area because of where her car was parked. It also lets us know that whatever happened did not happen far from home because Wade Avenue, where her vehicle was parked and abandoned, was only four blocks from her home. This also does not dictate that something happened in the vicinity. Something could have happened at a different location and her car was driven back to her area to appear that something did take place in that area. I wonder has law enforcement located the areas nearby that has privet shrubbery? Because she was missing for a few days before being formally reported missing, because her family tried to find Wanda on their own, we can't confirm if she was hurt on the same day She was heading to work, or days after since her car was discovered a little over a week later. I say hurt because the blood was a match to Wanda, and we know something took place that would suggest she was killed or hurt due to the significant amount of blood. We also don't know, as it has not been made public, what time Wanda left home, her shift start time, and what time her car experienced issues, if that element is even true. Street cameras would show her vehicle traveling on Franklin Pike in the direction of Dollar Tree, and it would show her vehicle driving back near her home on Wade Avenue, which is where her vehicle was found a week later. Again, law enforcement may have these pertinent details, but because the investigation is open and active, still cold, but still open, 
They can't communicate this because it can jeopardize the case. Like with most of my cases, I do offer a timeline to help put things in perspective to help you, as the viewer, understand the case. But we don't have a definite timeline since we don't have actual time stamps of her movements throughout the day on October 4th and after. If there were any after. Larisha Walker, A Possible Connection Larisha's case is odd. It's cold, very cold, and there really isn't much to go off of. No timeline for her either, since we only have recounts from the previous night, which was Friday, November 19th. We have a recount from a neighbor, but can we rely on that claim? If she was arguing with someone, who could that have been because it may correlate to her being missing? It lets us in on her last moments on record, to understand her frame of mind. It was said that she spoke with her father, and I wonder what that conversation was like. Did she mention anything, or did she sound upset? What did she do after the call ended? Did she step outside? Did someone come over? We don't know. This would connect to Wanda's case if there is even something there to connect to. 17 years is a great span of time if the two mother-daughter cases are connected in any way. A possibility? Yes. I know Larisha's case shook Wanda's world because this was her daughter. It left her with unanswered questions, uncertainty, and concern for nearly two decades. Then, she just vanishes. I do wonder what all she did know about her daughter's case. Was she doing her own investigation and finding things out? I can understand her wanting to do that. She needed answers. Law enforcement stated that they believe there is no connection between Wanda and Larisha's case. Specifically, it was stated that there isn't currently anything to suggest that they both are connected. What this means is, nothing has come up to correlate the two. It is an oddity for two close members to go missing, nearly two decades apart. One can look at this and think there is a connection because not only are both women missing, but their mother and daughter, and both cases remain unsolved and cold. I can't say I think they are both connected. I truly don't know. If I had more facts, then I would be able to formulate an opinion. But as of right now, I just don't know. A part of me thinks, sure, they can be connected until you prove they aren't. It is not common for a family to lose two members of the same family unit by going missing under mysterious circumstances at completely separate times, decades apart. I've read where families have lost two members of their family through murder, but vanishing almost two decades apart? It's not unheard of, but it is highly uncommon. Then, I can say that both cases can have no correlation at all. We can't ignore that maybe Larisha went into a body of water, which can be why we can't locate the vehicle, or she disappeared at the hand of someone else. As for Wanda, it is no secret that something happened since there was blood matching her DNA in her back seat, a significant amount of blood. And of course, this is never a good sign. So, again, do I believe they're connected? I don't know. Possibly not and possibly could be. There may have been some information she came across that involved her daughter's disappearance. 
This has not been proven, but it is something a few commentators have stated. Investigators think there is no connection, and I'm sure they have their reasons to suggest that. At this point, until people start talking, sharing what they know, if there is more to either case, which there is, that made both Larisha and Wanda disappear under mysterious circumstances. This case will remain open, unsolved, and sadly cold. At the time of Wanda's disappearance, she was 60 years old, stood at 5'7", and weighed 180 pounds. Wanda is a female, African-American, has brown eyes, and has naturally brown hair that has been dyed blonde consistently for the past several years. Her hair was styled in a short afro. Both of her ears are pierced. Wanda was 60 years old when she went missing, and would be 67 in 2023. At the time of Larisha's disappearance, she was 23 years old, stood at 5'7", and weighed between 190 to 200 pounds. Larisha is a female, African-American, has brown eyes and black hair. Larisha went by her middle name, Deanna. Her upper front tooth is capped or trimmed in gold and inscribed with the letter D. Both of her ears are pierced. She has a surgical scar on the left side of her chest as the result of a heart operation. Larisha's car was a red 1995 Oldsmobile Achieva with Tennessee license plate number 419ABG. It has a long scratch on the driver's side. Her car has never been recovered. Larisha would be 47 years old in 2023. According to the Charlie Project, Larisha was diagnosed with a heart condition and is required to take medication. Her medication was found in her home and was not in her possession when she disappeared. If you have any information or leads in the disappearance of Wanda or Larisha, their current whereabouts, or any information concerning Wanda or Larisha, it should be directed to the Metro Nashville Police Department at 615-862-7557. Another number, 615-862-7546. And lastly, 615-742-7463. You can also contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. There is currently an $11,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of the persons responsible for Wanda Faye Walker. I want to thank you for your viewership of Wanda and Larisha's case. Their family is still awaiting answers. We know people don't just vanish. Their family deserves answers. It's been a very long time. Rayvon, Larisha's son, and Wanda's grandson said, quote, I just want to have my granny back, and I want to see my mama again. I just try to keep my head up, end quote. Their family has been praying and staying hopeful. They don't want to continue on and go on without answers so they can properly grieve and know what happened to their grandmother. The hard part is not knowing. I do believe that every missing person case deserves attention, no matter the details. 
The goal is to acknowledge the case so you won't forget. And just maybe it can spark the brain of someone who may have seen something or know something. As always, please be safe, be vigilant, and always be aware of your surroundings. May God bless and keep you all. What we're really needing is information from people that knew her and knew about the relationship that she had or any other relationships that maybe she had that that we just haven't uncovered for some reason. My prayer is that um, whoever knows, they don't hold on to it any longer. Even after six long years, Quantisa isn't giving up that her family can find peace. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Psalms 143.10